going on guys this is gary it is the 11th of march and this is let's talk soccer crazy crazy to think that it's already basically the middle of march i have no idea where this year is going um but it is going by at a fast pace and so unfortunately is the premier league season so we are 30 weeks done only eight weeks left to go but uh from the look of things it is going to be a super exciting final eight weeks a lot to be decided in the premier league in terms of golden boots and of course the uh the overall title of winning the league uh and some other awards and prestigious um notable things along those lines as well so um also I think that these next eight weeks are going to be a real proving ground for FPL managers. This is where the separation really begins. Up until now, say for the top, what, couple hundred thousand, few hundred thousand teams, basically, you know, of a starting 11, you're probably sharing nine or so of the same players. You may have a differential here and there, but even those differentials are still still at, you know, 30% ownership or 25% ownership. So they're not true differentials. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of managers, a lot of teams bunched up there in that last couple hundred thousand, including us. Um, and I think this is, this is where that, the distance between teams is going to start to widen. There are chips to be played. Some teams, some managers have played all of their chips, uh, all the way to other play, other managers haven't played any of their chips. So that will help, uh, sort of decide the trajectory of things for a team. And of course, then also just player selection with blank game weeks and double game weeks comes player selection choices uh, and dilemmas and some managers will guess right and others will guess wrong. And that will also lead to the separation. So, so stay tuned. If you have a bad game week, it's okay. Don't panic. Don't start taking negative eight and 12 point hits or anything like that. Um, we will get through this together. I promise. All right. So, Enough with the preamble. Before we get started, let me say this. First of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, for the over 26,000 of you who have followed us on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We sincerely do. And for those of you who haven't followed us yet, why not, man? Come on, give us a follow. I think you'll like it. We've got lots of good information. We've got data and statistics. We've got some fun stuff. We've got some polling. Uh, we've got a lot of information um, to help base decisions on, whether it's on players or clubs or chips or you name it. All kinds of good things to be found on our Instagram account. Speaking of, we would greatly appreciate it if you would nominate us for the best fantasy content creator in the Football Blogging Awards. Nominations have begun. We didn't even really know about this until we sort of stumbled upon it, but now that we've seen it, we want to win. And we think we've got a a compelling product. Um, So we would love as many nominations as we can get. Just go to 
footballbloggingawards.co.uk. So again, that's footballbloggingawards.co.uk. When you go to that page, click the Vote Now button, and then you'll see lots of different options uh, for categories to choose from for the nominations. We will be nominated under the Best Fantasy Content Creator category. So you'll see a little freeform field there. You can either put in our Instagram uh, URL, which is just Instagram.com slash Let's Talk Soccer, or you can copy it if you're online, um, or just type in Let's Talk Soccer, and that's it. It doesn't have to have the URL. Uh, And then you'll scroll down. I think you just have to click a little Agree box. Um, You don't have to register or do anything like that. Just click the Agree box and then um, submit it. And we will greatly appreciate it. And if you want to submit us multiple times, you can do that. You can also go to our Instagram account. Again, it's at Let's Talk Soccer. Look in our Insta stories, and we've put um, we've put a link up there too. And we actually show you exactly what um, what category we're in, sort of what it looks like. So from our Instagram stories, and it's also in our Insta highlights. You can use one or the other. Um, You'll be able to click directly to the Football Blogging Awards um, Instagram account, Instagram page, and uh, we show you an example of the um, the post that you need to go to and nominate us. And the way to nominate us through Instagram is to just tag us in the comments. So super simple, takes just a second, and we would greatly appreciate it because we want to win this thing. And we think we got a really, really good shot because of you. So thank you. Okay. Before we move on to Game Week 31, blank Game Week 31, there's a lot to discuss there um, and a lot of weight on this Game Week, uh, without a doubt. Let's go ahead and just do a quick little recap of Game Week 30, okay? So, the average score was 48 points, a little better than previous weeks, still not huge, but better. The high score was 140, that's a heck of a score. Uh, We know a lot of you guys uh, sort of hit the century mark, maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower, but congratulations, we're happy for you guys. We always love to see when you share your scores and especially when you do well. Uh, We feel proud of you guys. Uh, We had 63 points, so overall pretty happy. Uh, We were carried by Sterling, of course, and we were so close to captaining him, kept flip-flopping between him and Aguero, as probably did a lot of people. And we just always feel compelled. We feel responsible uh, to, to Captain Aguero for whatever reason because he's done so well by us uh, as he has other managers for such a long time. We just we really like Aguero. Um, but Sterling, nevertheless, helped carry our team with the hat trick. Aguero with an assist, which I know was a little bit controversial and debatable. Um, Callum Wilson. So we took a risk on him and thought, Maybe there was a chance he'd start. More likely, he was going to come off the bench, but um, he started, played great, and he and Ryan Frazier are right back to um, doing what they do best, which is combining for goals. So he had a goal uh, assisted by Ryan Frazier, and then Frazier had a goal assisted by Wilson. So um, good points there. And then finally, Miggy, Miguel Almiron, comes through with an assist for us, and hopefully that is the beginning of many hauls to come. We saw another green arrow, which is the third in a row, um, and we'll gladly take it. By the end of Saturday, we were, what was it, 60, about 60,000 uh, overall ranks, ranking spots, the better. 
Uh, so we were well under 100K. And then uh, Sunday happened. And lots of goals by um, widely owned players like Hazard and Firmino and Mane. Those really kind of bombing. Lacazette, those really kind of tore us apart. But we still saw, I think, about a 15,000, 25,000 jump in our overall ranking. So right now we're at 113. So yeah, it was 25,000 jump because we were at 138. So um, can't complain about that. So the goal is to finish maybe in the top 50,000 if we can before the end of the season. Uh, maybe we get lucky, but you know, we're, we're happy with where we are because let's remember at the end of the day, this really is just all guessing. Um, it's informed guessing to some extent, but it's still just guessing. Some key observations and takeaways from Game Week 30. Uh, as I mentioned, Callum Wilson is back in his partnership with Frazier. Picked right back up where it left off before Wilson's injury. So um, nice to see. They've got some nice fixtures ahead, and hopefully more of that to come. Hazard is getting back on form, and we've mentioned several times that he is a, a trendy player. Uh, not in terms of the clothes he wears or the things he does, but in his style of play. Uh, he will trend upwards for quite some time, and then he will trend downwards for quite some time. And it looks like he's back on the upwards trend. Uh, lovely goal, actually, against Wolves to uh, to grab a point in that game on Sunday. Let's see. Jimenez, speaking of that game, is he's a stud. He really is. That guy scores against the big six. He... He's just a baller. He really is. And for the price, he is arguably sort of the, the gem of the season. Um, like the guy just produces like crazy. What else? Aguero couldn't finish. He had the chances. He just couldn't convert them for whatever reasons. It just wasn't falling his way. And that's unfortunate. He has had so many just over the past, say, three or four games where, you know, had it hit on the you know, an inch or so higher or lower or, you know, a lucky fingertip or kick or something. It just, um, he could be in the, the mid twenties and goals by this point, but he still, he looked good. He just, the finishing was just off. It just wasn't his day. Um, but Sterling could finish and he did, and he looked great. Salah, uh, was the same as Kuhn. He had the opportunities, but he just couldn't find the back of the net. And Mane was the same as Sterling, where he bagged a couple of goals to help his team get the win. And actually, Firmino was was looking good, too. He got himself a brace as well, uh, which is a good confidence booster for for Liverpool. Um, I think for whatever reason that they need it a little more than Man City probably do. And I think that this was was a really good confidence booster. Um, Salah is having some trouble. Um, bringing in any sort of returns lately. I think, what, one goal and one assist in the last four or five game weeks, something along those lines. We posted um, something about uh, sort of his his lack of hauls recently. So check that out on our Instagram page. Vardy and Madison can be a dangerous pair. And we already knew that. They hooked up. Um. They look good playing together this past weekend. Uh, Tielemans is, has just sort of come out of nowhere, as far as I can tell. And he's looking good, too. So um, I think some points to be had 
with that that uh, Leicester City attack led by Vardy. The Newcastle attack looks dead at times. This game and last game uh, in the league that they've played, they just they just look miserable sometimes. They look lost. They look uh, anemic and apathetic. There's no energy, no real attack going on. And then all of a sudden, for little bursts of, you know, a few or several seconds, they sort of come to life. And uh, between Iosi Perez and Rondon, uh, they are quite a little tandem that they've got going on there. And like I said, Almiron got uh, got back in it. So hopefully we see the Newcastle of three and four games ago. Uh, whenever... Whenever Almiron had his first start with them, which I think was about four games ago, um, for those first two games that he was a starter, they looked fantastic. They looked pretty dangerous. And then they sort of hit this, um, whatever, anemic spell. Spurs are in trouble, I think. Uh, they're not looking good. They lost 2-1 to one over the weekend. Kane really seems to be the only bright spot as of right now. Uh, Sun has sort of, ever since Kane is back, Sun has just dried up and and uh, gone away, basically. So if you still have them, very much worth selling at this point. There are better, uh, more productive players to be had, even less expensive ones that would help enable uh, the funding for upgrading in other areas of your team. And in the Arsenal-Manchester United match, Arsenal just looked determined to win. I think Man U... Uh, you know, they're riding this wave that they've been on with OGS, and they've, they've played fantastically. Uh, I'm a Man City supporter, but I'm still, um, you know, sort of in awe of how, how much that team has turned itself around. So, um, you know, I think that is a respectable thing that they've done. They were bound to lose at some time, at some point. Um, I think they could have done better against Arsenal. Arsenal played them pretty well. Um, Balls just weren't going their way. Uh, Lukaku and Rashford could not finish. Lukaku more so than Rashford, but but neither of them could find the back of the net. And they definitely had their chances. And, you know, had things gone differently in their favor, I think it would have been a much different game. Okay, the moment we've all been waiting for. Blank game week 31. Yes, a blank game week. It's uh, a bit surprising. I'm still getting questions from people. Uh, when the, the first or the next blank game week is coming up, and um, it is upon us, guys. So it's time. If you haven't started uh, preparing your team, it is time to do that, and we're going to talk about that in a moment, what your options might be. Here are the teams that are playing. Rather, because you're going to build your team uh, off of these players, rather talk about who is playing versus who isn't playing. Glass half empty, glass half full sort of thing. We're, we're the half full uh, perspective here. All right, first up, Bournemouth versus Newcastle. Then Burnley versus Newcastle. Burnley versus Leicester. Let's try that again. Leicester. Not Leicester. Uh, West Ham versus Huddersfield. Fulham versus Liverpool. And Everton versus Chelsea. Again, the games are Bournemouth v. Newcastle. Burnley v. Leicester City. West Ham v. Huddersfield, Fulham versus Liverpool, and Everton hosting Chelsea. And what I just read, there are some definitely favorable matches in there and some opportunities to really capitalize on, on some key players. Um, 
not only are the, the matches in favor of certain teams, but those certain teams have certain players um, that if you have, then you could stand to, to bring in a lot of points that week. Just a quick reminder that uh, game weeks 31 and 33 are blanks. Game weeks 32 and 35 are doubles and more teams to be added by the weekend. Certainly for the doubles, maybe even uh, for week 33 blanks. So let's keep an eye on that. Of course, as soon as anything is available uh, related to that, we will get it straight up on Instagram and Twitter for you guys, and we will communicate it uh, loudly and frequently. Make sure that everybody knows what's going on. Again, those blank game weeks are 31 and 33, and the doubles are 32 and 35. Don't don't think we're all set just yet, folks. Like I said, uh, more teams will be announced, especially for those doubles. So let's keep an eye on that. Chips. The topic of the week, if you're an FPL manager, is all about the chips. Um, there will be those that use them. Most likely free hit chip. That seems to be uh, far and away the most popular choice. And... Um, and then not using chips. You can choose not to. Um, some of you may have been building a Game Week 31 slash 32 squad well ahead of time, um, and that takes good planning, and kudos to those that did that. Um, or you just may opt to just take a few hits here and there um, and get your team up to a respectable number of active players for the weekend. All right, first, let's talk about what the free hit chip is. So uh, similar to wildcard in that you can make unlimited transfers. You can change up your entire 15-man squad if you want. And throughout the week, you can revise it and make changes, and you don't take hits. Um, any transfers you might have made prior to that during the same game week will be um, erased and uh, any hits you might have taken will will be back to zero because those transfers will be undone. The difference, the main difference between the two, <clears throat> is that free hit lasts for just one game week. So whatever your original team is before you play the free hit chip, it will return back to that team after the game week is finished. So it is just a very temporary uh, fix or uh, revision of your team. We tend to think that it could be better used in other game weeks, such as the doubles, uh, and that's kind of what we're holding on to it for, but, but it all depends on your circumstances. Um, honestly, what you feel most comfortable doing and kind of what your goals are, uh, but also, of course, what other chips you have left and who's in your current squad. Uh, you know, those are always variables that it's hard. We get asked, you know, what, what should I do? What chip should I play? And it's always a question of it sort of depends largely on um, what chips you have and who's currently in your squad. So with the free hit chip, our advice is to focus almost exclusively on the starting 11. Um, this is not about the bench. You're not playing bench boost. Um, presumably you're choosing players that are fit and healthy and will 
more likely than not start and play lots of minutes for uh, week 31. You know, maybe grab one or maybe two um, active bench players that, you know, tend to play close to 90 minutes so that if needed, if one of your starting 11 doesn't play, uh, you're still going to get, you know, hopefully at minimum two points uh, from an auto sub. So, um, again, though, really focus. It's fun this way because you really get to focus on your starting 11 for the week. Um, and because of the teams that are playing, there, there can be lots of combinations, lots of good players to choose from. So this is why I'm saying there's going to be a lot of separation because um, there will be a lot of differences from team to team. Advantages and disadvantages of playing the free hit chip, uh, the advantages, of course, you get to take advantage of uh, players that are active in a game week. So literally half of the league is not active this coming weekend. So you get to fill your squad with players who are playing and you don't take any sort of hits for that. So presumably you will generate more points than, than players who decide not to play their chips. Disadvantages is, of course, you only get one of these. Um, if you pick wrong, you're kind of screwed um, from ever using it again. And there can be an argument made that um, the forthcoming double game weeks may be a better time to use because not only do you get to build your squad the way you want it, but you have players playing twice. So, you know, in theory, uh, the opportunity to score twice the amount of points that you might in game week 31. So um, sort of the main advantages and disadvantages there of playing the free hit chip. Um, if you go with your current team, or maybe you have a free transfer or two to use, maybe you're not going to get to a full starting 11. Maybe you get to nine or 10. Totally okay, guys. Um, especially especially uh, depending on who's in your team. So if you have a pretty studly team there, uh, you may only need nine or 10 players to get a really solid game week. And again, it's one of those things where don't worry if you're sort of closer to the average than you'd like. If you're playing with nine or 10 players, um, you know, that's kind of to be expected. And remember that uh, those that are, those that are um, increasing the uh, the average, sorry guys, we got some cops going by. Those that are increasing the average uh, most likely did play their free hit chips, and uh, in future game weeks, you'll have the advantage over them. So just remember that, okay? All right, let's then get into um, a little more just about overall chip strategies. So, um, we also get asked just generally what, what chips someone should play, and we like to direct them to one of our Insta highlights. So the highlights are directly above our posts, uh, sort of those little circular images right there uh, between our bio and our posts. And if you look at ours, there's one titled Chip Strategies. Go ahead and go into that, that highlight, uh, you will see a see more button. 
not the name see more, but the two words to see more, press on that. And uh, you will be taken to, I think, a really good article that we contributed to. We did it with, I believe, FPL Canuck and with FPL Football Advice. Um, and it's actually housed on FPL Football Advice's website. Uh, and it not only provides our chip strategies and what we're thinking we're going to do uh, for these final few game weeks, but it also... Uh, just presents a lot of information, a lot of different scenarios so that you can decide what's best for your team given your circumstances. Again, mainly being who you have in your team, who you want in your team, and what chips you have available to you uh, will largely determine how you're going to play your chips and when. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. All right, some players to watch, the all-important players on our watch list. And we actually posted this list on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram account. And it looks like we have a lot of people saving it, which is cool. Glad that you find it somewhat useful. Um, It is by no means the full list, but just sort of players from respective teams uh, with players that we would consider putting on our in our squad if we were either making transfers or playing free hit. So here we go, sort of match by match. Okay. We've got Bournemouth versus Newcastle. Okay. From the Bournemouth side, Frazier and Wilson, of course, without a doubt. Brooks, he'll, he plays about 70 to 80 minutes, so he's not a, a full 90-minute player. Uh, but for 5 million, and maybe now he's 5.1 million pounds, you really can't argue with that. Even if you're ultimately putting him on your bench. And I just talked about not putting players on your bench for the game week coming up. What I mean is these are also players that are investable for subsequent game week. So this is not just a list of players that are good for game week 31. They happen to be, but also these are players that you can carry on with you uh, because of uh, both form and fixtures. So, um, you know, a little more of a longer term or midterm investment on a lot of these players. So from Bournemouth, it's Frazier and Wilson, Brooks and Josh King. I have a weird feeling that Josh King is going to get rested at some point. He's played a lot, especially since Wilson was out for, I think, six games. So I wouldn't be surprised, especially now that Wilson is sort of back to his goal scoring ways. Wouldn't be surprised if maybe Joshi is given a little bit of a rest. On the Newcastle side, Rondon and Perez, I already talked about them, Almiron and Hayden. And Hayden is another one of those players like Brooks that um, can be dangerous at times and is low cost. All right, in the Burnley versus Leicester City game, from the Burnley side, for me, it's really just Barnes. Um, He's been playing quite well lately, and he's – still largely a differential, and uh, he's very affordable. So I wouldn't necessarily advise getting any Burnley players, but if, you know, on budget or just overall preference, you want to put in a Burnley player, he's your man, more likely than not. On the Leicester City side, it's a much longer list. It's uh, defensively Pereira, Chilwell, Maguire, and Schmeichel. Although I wouldn't necessarily recommend Schmeichel, but he if you don't have other options in goal, then he's not a bad one to have. And then, of course, in the attack, 
Madison Vardy, without question, and then T.L. Mins, I think, is another, like Brooks and like Hayden. Same sort of thing there. West Ham versus Huddersfield from the West Ham side. Fabianski, without a doubt, and he is one of those goalkeepers that even though West Ham isn't necessarily the best team at keeping clean sheets, he almost always, always gets at least one point from making four-plus saves. So, um, you know, hopefully at a minimum you're going to get three points out of Fabianski, and he does get the occasional clean sheet, um, or maybe even four points based on saves. I think against Huddersfield, he's not going to rack up that many saves, but you never know. Also from West Ham, Declan Rice. He's a good attacking threat defensively, and he's cheap. And I can't believe I'm going to say it, but Felipe Anderson, potentially, he's got to come back at some point and start producing. So maybe against Huddersfield is the the place and the time that he's going to do that. From the Huddersfield side, sad emoji face. Don't really have any players to recommend from there. I don't think many other managers would. Um, So sorry, Huddersfield supporters. Nothing personal, um, but just business is business. Fulham versus Liverpool. From the Fulham side, really all I can recommend is Mitrovic, and even that is sort of a half recommendation, especially given the Liverpool defense and how how sharp they are. Um, From the Liverpool side, however, a much longer list. Mane and Salah. Yeah, Salah, even though he's been playing kind of crummy lately, he's going to snap back. And he's got opportunities. It's not for lack of opportunities. It's just he's not he's not finishing them off. And I think he will um, start to do that soon. And this actually is a perfect game against Fulham to do that. So Mane and Salah, Firmino, Robertson, Alexander-Arnold, Van Dyke and Allison. So everyone that you would expect defensively back there, the whole back four are all worth considering for your team. If I had to choose, I would from Liverpool and I would definitely try to max out on Liverpool players. I would choose two attackers and one defender or Allison and goal. I think more is to be had potentially from attackers than from defenders. And thankfully, uh, because of how these games are arranged, you can find defenders from other teams that are cheaper and still have decent chances of keeping clean sheets and or getting some attacking returns. And finally, Everton versus Chelsea from the Everton side. It's Digne, Siggy, and Richarlison. Yeah, I know. It's Richarlison, but uh, he did have a goal over the weekend, and maybe he's back a little bit. Although I really wouldn't heavy up on Everton players either uh, because Chelsea are starting to find some form. And it looks like Kepa has uh, sort of, you know, found a little bit of humility and looks like he's playing a little bit better back there between the sticks. From the Chelsea side, of course, Hazard, maybe Kepa wouldn't target him as my first goalkeeper, but he certainly is a potential there. Maybe Higuain, I don't know. He hasn't had that many shots on goal. I think he's had four shots on goal in the last four games or something like that. So um, word of caution on on Higuain. And then defensively, David Luiz seems like a really good choice there. So those are the players on our watch list. Uh, We posted a mock 
free hit team. Again, we're not playing our free hit, but we just posted a mock team just to sort of play around with some stuff uh, and see what we can generate. So we posted some uh, idea on one combination of a team, but there are dozens and dozens of combinations that, that could potentially pay off well for you. And if you have questions, send us your team. We uh, love the, the direct messages, the DMs. So hit us up. And um, sometimes we post a team for feedback from our community. And other times we'll answer you directly uh, and try to provide some input and sort of, uh, you know, if this was our team, here's what we'd do sort of mentality, which seems to help you guys. So um, we like that. For chip usage, figured uh, we'd, I'd sort of hit on the highlights of the chip strategies highlight story that I was just mentioning a few minutes ago. General, this is sort of generally speaking, and if you have all chips, and if you don't, you can still listen to this and just sort of tailor it to your situation, your circumstances. Um, but I've got two main options. Option one, in double game week 32, Use your free hit. Remember, more teams will most likely be announced and more opportunity to score more points in a double game week than in just a regular game week. Theoretically, double the chances. Um, so you would not be using a chip in game week 31. Unfortunately, for anyone who has activated free hit, just like wildcard, once you activate it, you cannot cancel it. You can make all kinds of changes to your team, but once, once you've confirmed it, um, it is going to be played for that game week. So you cannot reverse that, unfortunately. Um, so again, option one, play free hit in game week 32. Double game week 32, that is. In game week 34, play your wild card to get your team set up for the last four or five games of the season. In double game week 35, play your bench boost chip because now you've got sort of the team that you want. You wild carded in the previous game week and you've got the team that you want uh, to finish the season with. And, uh, you know, hopefully that includes a, a solid bench or a halfway decent bench. Play that bench boost chip uh, with players that have hopefully a double game week as well. And you should be good to go there. And then in weeks 30, Six through 38, and you choose uh, play the triple captain chip. So depending on what players you have in your team and what their fixtures are, you can sort of decide when to triple captain there. The way I look at it, too, is that um, you could sort of switch bench boost and triple captain in this scenario. You could always play triple captain during one of the double game weeks if you really wanted to and bench boost. Um, in somewhere in game weeks 36 through 38 through the end of the season. Again, all depending on who uh, you have in your team. Option two then is play the free hit in game week 31, the blank game week 31. Use your bench boost in double in uh, yeah double game week 32. Play your wild card in 34, so same as in option one, and then use your triple captain in double game week 35. So that one again is free hit in blank game week 31, bench boost in double game week 32, wild card in game week 34, and then your triple captain in game week 35. Guys, that's going to do it. A lot of information. Thank you for sticking with us. Please go to 
the footballbloggingawards.co.uk and vote for us for best fantasy content creator or go to our Insta stories um, and our Insta highlights and look for the, I think it says vote now or, or nominate us uh, highlight. And in the Insta stories, you can just link directly to the football blogging awards uh, Instagram account and you'll find nominations and how to nominate there on Instagram. It's as simple as just tagging us in the comments and we are simply just at let's talk soccer. So that's going to do it guys. Thank you so much. We always love your feedback. So keep your DMS coming and until next time, good luck getting through this week. We will get through it together and always wishing you guys the biggest of green arrows. All right, guys, until next time, on behalf of Josh, I say peace and goodbye.